this lights out and away we go welcome to an american's guide to formula one now let's start the show let's start the show indeed Season opener, Bahrain in the bag. I'm Andy Lewis. I'm joined on the phone by my papa T-Sauce, Tim Lewis. Yep. What's up, Dad? Well, you know, that was a humdinger. I would say so. Humdinger and a half. Wait, another great season opener. Uh, what's What's your highlight, first highlight right off the bat? Jump right in. Well, you know... It's got to be that serious lap 17, 18, 19 with the back and forth between Leclerc and Verstappen. And Crybaby Verstappen. Huh? Verwan. Verwan. Crybaby Verstappen. Verwan. <laughs> That's probably yeah, a little boy. unfair. I'd, I'd be raging and crying if I if I had that kind of look on that race, but one might say yeah. cosmic karma or I don't know. We'll get, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that little titter tat battle because that was my highlight for sure. That and probably mm-hmm. K mag, um, having K mag come, yeah. come in fifth. But, um, I think we're going to, we're going to just go through the order of, uh, the grand prix finishers and kind of give a little talk about each driver if we have something to say. And, and then we'll get to the, the up top stuff. So stick around, settle in, get a, get a drink, get a beverage. And uh, let's, let's talk about the season opener at Bahrain. So if we start with the not counting the DNFs, we're going to start P17, Nico Hulkenberg. What, what, do you, what do you want to say about the Hulk? You know, I'm trying to think of how that happened. How what went down with him? I can't. I think it was just bleh, the Aston Martins look real bad. <laughs> That's all about. I mean, I thought you know it was great to see Hulkenberg in there, and he you know didn't seem to have definitely didn't have as many lockups and and incidences as K Mag did at the start. But I also don't think he was going fast enough either. <laughs> <laughs> Minor detail. Huh? I think I think the we can we can label this this back of the pack the bummer squad. Um, and fun fun interesting fact that somebody else pointed out to, that I was listening to some of the other podcasts this morning was that all these back of the grids that we're about to talk to we got Hulkenberg, Latifi, Norris, Ricardo, Albon, Stroll, all the way up to twelfth. Is all Mercedes powered? Hmm. That's very curious. Seems like something very much awry there, beyond just the struggles that Mercedes had. And we'll we'll talk more about Mercedes as we get up the top. But I don't think there's a lot to say about about Hulkenberg. Um, ran a race. I mean, it's about as good as you can do in that that slow of a car. Um, not really being a Formula One driver, just being a reserve driver. Um, the yeah. only, you, know, you know, I think it's, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, he's got to get back up to speed, but he won't be in the car next week. Well, will he? well, will he, he's going, he's going to Jeddah released. He will be okay. at the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix, whether or not he'll be in the car. He'll be there just in case though. So. Yeah. Un- uncertain. I don't think I don't know if Vettel's all that anxious to get, to get into that car. <laughs> he might be like, I'm still feeling unwell. Maybe I'll take this one off, and we'll uh, we'll see yeah, where we really. go. Yeah, really. So next, finishing seventeenth, or sorry, sixteenth, because we had three DNFs. We'll get to them in their according spots. Um, is Nicholas Latifi at Williams? Um, I think you and I have the same thing to say about the Williams is dang, does that car look good under those lights? Yes, it does. I think didn't look fast. Didn't look all that great. Maybe it looked a little bit better in the hands of Alex Albon. We can talk about that, yeah. that, 
you know, maybe Latifi just is not great. <laughs> if if Albon can jump right in there and 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 be looking just like Russell did, you know, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, our big talking points for Williams, no, no real shock there is probably one of the best liveries. I don't know. Something about the dark wheels, the black on that dark blue. It just looks good. It does. No doubt about it. And then I guess we'll have a little bit more to talk about here because it's just the, I just, my heart sunk, man. I was just sitting there screaming at the TV. What is going on with McLaren? I was like willing and screaming and yearning for for something to happen and to, for some uh, some yeah. explanation. I mean, I was. It just was. It's no bueno, man. I mean, you're expect. I was expecting much better results, but well, I mean, if you especially just we could so looking at. I think if listeners of the podcast will. Um, we we were we were talking up as favorites after after uh, Spain, the Barcelona testing. Yeah. I they had they had the best they had to seemingly the best handle on the porpoising. Yeah. Um, and I guess so. The from from the information that I've looked into this, one of the big reasons is they had to run a completely different front wing than they ran in testing and in simulation and everything. Um, because of the overheating issue, it was, they Uh had the choice of running a different wing and sacrificing the arrow or overheating the brakes. So, and, and, and we did see as we get up, up towards the top, we did see other teams struggling with brake issues, uh, throughout the race. Um, so yeah. Uh, but I, I hope, but I mean, even even when you at even when Norris was pressed about, is this a Jetta specific? Is this a track specific thing? He said, "I hope," <laughs> uh, which yeah. which doesn't doesn't give the confidence that they know what's going on. It's not like Mercedes where we're, where they're like, "Okay, we know what's going on. We're not quite sure how to fix it yet, but we at least know what the issue is." And we're going to work really hard at understanding that issue and, and, and get to the bottom of it and move forward. But I'm not certain that this is a, a, a thing that we're going to see leave by next week for sure. I, I just, I think things are still up in the air. I yeah. think the new, the new uh, rule, how that's affecting cars. Um, uh, in the desert wind, <laughs> you know, I think I'll let this baby play out because it's, wow, it seems there's just going to be a lot of up and down with even high ranked teams, you'd think. Yeah. I mean, well, that's, well, that's one thing we have to asterisk is that these are, this is the first time that anybody, all of us have seen the cars at real pace. We right. actually, but, but no, by no means is this the pecking order set yet. They, uh, I would expect to see drastically different cars, especially from some of the bigger teams, especially Mercedes. And I really hope McLaren, like for the sake of the championship and for the sake of that team, uh, like how gutted are you that the way you were raced last year, the where you were last year, and then now it's just, just back, yeah. the back of the field, literally in the back. Yeah, it's next. They went. They went. They went on down to Poopy Town. I'm telling you. <laughs> Come on down to Poopy Town. Population, down to everybody Town. with a Mercedes engine. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, so, yeah, Ricardo did edge out uh, Norris, um, finishing 14th. But beyond just my heartbreak and just wanting and willing to see that team back, back up at the top fighting, like I thought, like especially when you're like, oh wow, uh, we were battling Ferrari last year, and now they're battling <laughs> Red Bull. <laughs> um, what happened? Hey, what happened? What happened? Uh, that, would, you, would you consider the McLaren finish the biggest surprise? 
of the of of the Bahrain <laughs> Grand Prix. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought I I mean, I mean I'm looking. Yeah. I mean so, that that in the true pace of of the Haas probably, but we'll we'll get there when we get to Haas. Um, Alex Albon, uh, no P thirteen, uh, just just a just a a slight fifty three seconds off the win. <laughs> um, I thought Albon Ooh, looked baby. great. I thought he had some great moves. He got his elbows out. He he, I mean, he drove better than Latifi. Um, I think I think another honorable mention. I know I did the the qualifying little recap, but what an awesome job getting that. You know, your first qualifying session back in Formula One car and you stick it into P2 or Q2 when Ricardo can't do that. <laughs> I mean, right. that's that's something. That's awesome. Good job. It was great to see Albon back in the car. Um, don't really have much to say else besides that. I don't know about you. Not much else. Again, Williams looks great. Williams looks great visually. <laughs> Yeah. Uh Stroll you're a dad, you're a dazzler, baby. Stroll. Um I don't think I have anything to say about Stroll. I don't think I saw Stroll. I don't think there was you know, kind of put it in the mix there and I mean did better than Hulkenberg, but he should do better than Hulkenberg. <laughs> you would expect that, yeah. Uh so I mean you know, twelfth place out of the points. <laughs> And then this one, know. this one's, this one, we have some stuff to say, or I have some stuff to say for sure. Uh, P11, okay. Mick Schumacher. What do you want to, what do you have to say about old Mickey boy? Well, I think, you know, I'm, I think that's probably where you might expect Haas to be given their preseason testing um, in general. And, uh, you know, Magnuson seems to have a better handle on the equipment. But, you know, Mick Schumacher's still a young guy. Um, I think he's kind of one of those guys that sort of takes things in stride. And it's kind of like when it all clicks, it clicks. And he'll probably, it appears that he's got a good race car. Okay, but, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push you on that. He, I don't think he, okay. I don't think he gets to struggle now. You know, like, okay, yes, if this was last year, we would all be singing and dancing and celebrating in eleventh place. But it's this isn't last year. This is this year. That's that yeah. was last year's car, and this was this year's car. And he's not a rookie. This isn't his rookie season. True. And I mean, we're gonna come on to him next. But Guan Yu Zhou, or Zhou Guan Yu, as they have him listed yep. now. Um, P10, rookie race, first race, points, in the points. In arguably yeah, a slower car. Yeah, same Ferrari car unit, but, you know, I but don't know, I think. I'm saying if, if, if uh, K-Mag cannot be in the car for 18 months, then come back, have one day of testing, and then practice and qualifying and go P5. And you have been at that team for a whole year. You had every testing session was you. What's your excuse besides I'm not as good a driver as K-Mag? Well, he's certainly not a, an, as an experienced driver as Kevin But Madison. But, I mean, in recent experience, he's far, far more experienced in understanding that team and the car. And, I mean, I know it's a new car, but... It's still like I I don't I don't I I I want I think this is a big blow to him actually. I don't know. I just think he's kind of a guarded type of driver, and whether that is detrimental in the long run, or whether he's just taking it all in and is going to come on like a house of fire later. I don't know. I mean, he has so, to, in my opinion. You know, okay. You know, Magnuson sort of inherited it few places there okay well so, yes i mean we they all did and we can talk about that but still yeah. he outqualified him significantly what was yeah. the qualifying let's go back p7 it for was, kevin uh, magnuson and p12 seven and, yeah seven and, 12. and so that was a full so, almost a full second off the pace 
No. No, it was yeah. only two tenths. He was only two tenths. I'm sorry. I'm totally ADD. And you know, I mean, dyslexia. And you know, this this year's Haas is so much better than last year's. It's, but that's. You know, there may be. The only experience that Schumacher can kind of call on is crap. You know, a crap car. Sure, but let's not forget that this is technically Kevin Magnuson's third chance in Formula One. He's been dropped yeah. twice out of the sport and come back. So, well, I think like okay. that, I think that, that I'm saying, yes, is. I'm saying we finally have a known quantity in, in K-Mag, and I'm not trying to underestimate how difficult being in Formula One is, but he's not, like, what does that say about Schumacher's, if, if, if this continues, I know this is just the opening race and we still have 22 other races, I'm just saying, I want to say it now, that because it's a known quantity, because he's not racing Mazaspin, he has to perform now. He has to. If he wants any yeah. hope at a career in the sport above a backfield team, I mean, right now technically he's he's in a in a a third place car in the constructors championship, yeah. so he has to deliver, or else that I mean, because, but I mean, in all honesty, it's a midfield car. Haas is in his history of midfield car at best front of the midfield car at best. So, and I don't think they're a third place car right now. I, I, they're not, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Last, last, last point on, on, on Schumacher. I'll give it to you. Well, you know, I, I, it almost seems like he's a little shy, I guess a shy driver right now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know, Madison is quite the aggressive guy. And maybe K-Mag may pull him along a little bit. We can only hope so. But if he, if he doesn't respond with a car that's performing, you know, maybe even half again better than what he ended up at, he's going to have to show it. Yeah. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, he'll get a concept. And, you know, Kevin Magnuson with that experience may be a real help there. You know, we still have to believe have to believe that uh, Haas has something because all last year that's all they worked on was this year's. Well, I I think they have something. That's for sure. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, they have it. I think, and it's actually just a return to form. I would say because they had it to begin with. Yeah, and you can see it is just it's just uh, Gene not wanting to spend his his daddy Warbucks money. Yeah, I mean, you it's you need money. Like I think you know, for the fans of the Drive to Survive and stuff, Gunter Stein says it, it's unfortunate, but you need money to do well in this sport. If I don't have a budget, if I don't have money, we can't do anything. And it's well, you see that when they year, first entered the sport, when Gene was putting in, would, was footing more of the bill, fifth place. They had a fifth place car. Yeah. Then he then he wanted to pull back and wait till. The spending caps came in, and guess what? We're back to probably having a fourth place or fifth place car again. I mean, yeah. as it sits right now, a third place car. So, yeah, uh, so yeah, I think I think we can both agree on the fact that that Schumacher's really got to start to deliver now, and I think he got really yeah, lucky with that spin too. His race could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. You know, he got. Was there ever a, a penalty? Um, Ocon got a penalty. Yeah, five seconds. Yeah, Ocon got a penalty for that. Yeah, which he should have. I mean, it was. I was hearing stuff about it, it was a racing. Um, uh, what do you call incident? It? Racing incident. Thank N- you. No, I think the stewards are clamping down this year. They're not. I mean, up with when anything. you look at the replay, that was a. He could have. Yeah, I think it was appropriate so and that really set him back some but yeah. not i think what did you lose two places with that spin which is phenomenal i don't even i don't i i watched the onboards i watched botas's onboards to try and figure out what happened to botas at the start we can talk more about that but i don't oh, even yeah. think he really lost the place he lost maybe two you're right i think maybe two i but, think yeah yeah it was literally like a Mario Kart spin. It was like whoop, 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 straight back going. Well, yeah, and then he, and then like, and like, he ended up right at the apex of the turn. Yeah. So nobody could move on him. 
Really? Yeah. I mean, whether he's that good of a driver or whether, you know, it's just the, the, the xylem and the phloem or whatever it is, it just came out right. Yeah. It, uh, it, uh, you know, he, he could have been, he could have been at the back. Yeah. You know, he could have been off. He could have been out for all that. For all we know. So. Okay. Moving on. P10, first point, number one, uh, is uh, Zhou Guan Yu. Um, How about that? I think, yeah, good showing. Um, I mean, rookie race, scoring points. What more can you ask for? I think he, yeah, that's, uh, he and I, I think he actually would have earned that point too. Um, he he was setting up a. I saw a little thing about it, but he was setting up a move on on Alonso on the last lap too. Um, and I think he was. I think he would have gotten him, but uh, yeah, he, he seems pretty cagey for a rookie. Yeah, you know, understanding the setup, and he probably has more get up and go out of that power unit than Alpine. And so, you know, given the, the folks ahead that the Ferrari power units uh, above him were really doing well. So, um, yeah, I think, I think that would be a fun one to watch if this time goes on. Yeah. Uh, Let's do Fernando Alonso next. I don't really have a lot to say about Fernando Alonso um, besides probably not the race result he was hoping for. Well, uh, you know, the, the Alpine was kind of, I mean, they're only two points, two positions away from Esteban Ocon. Um, I mean, so they were running lot- pretty close. That's all they got, probably. Yeah, I mean, Alonso qualified eighth, finished uh, ninth, so yeah. uh, lost one position, but I think really lost more because he would have finished behind that if it wasn't for the DNFs. So, um, but two points, um, both Alpines in the points, good points. I mean, I don't know. I don't have a lot. I'm still waiting for the plan to kick in, L plan to kick in. Doesn't seem like they might be on L plan B right now. I don't, I don't, I will, let's see. Uh, but yeah, uh, Yuki Sonoda in the points. Bahrain's good for, for Sonoda. More points for, for Yuki. Um, I thought he drove really well, seemed to have a little, be a little calmer, a little less erratic, little, uh, Ran a good race, I'd say, because he qualified. Yeah. Um, well, what what happened to the other officer? He he, he qualified sixteenth and finished eighth. I say that's a darn good race for yeah. for Sonoda. Actually, darn good. Way to yeah. go, Yuki. I think we should also probably talk about um, Gasly. I think Gasly would have been somewhere right around here, eight, nine, seven, yeah. seven, eight, nine. Uh, for those of you who probably didn't see, but probably a really quite spectacular fire. Um, <laughs> the really I lit it up. Um, I, I, yeah, I think, they uh, out what that was say that again. Sorry. They figure out what that fire came from. Uh, they think it's an MGUK issue. Some, oh, okay. Yeah. Some sort of harvesting. Overheating. Oh, you mean the Red Bull motors? Ooh. Ooh. We're going to talk about that later. Plot will thicken as we go up to... As we ascend or, to descend. <laughs> as we look at... There's more going to Poopy Town than just... Yeah, Poopy you know, Town, Poopy Town is full concerned. of a lot of people in this race. Because what... Yeah, this is the Red Bull power unit. Three of the four poop the diapers, you know? Yeah, some less spectacular than others, and some quite spectacular. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think before that, Gasly was running a Gasly race, just really solid, really, really stable, really dependable. Consistent. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not ruling out AlphaTauri this year. I think, um, 
you know, they looked decent in testing. They seem to have a good package. Um, I mean, we know the the Red Bull engine is strong when it's not breaking. It seems it's like it's really strong, but um, well, sensitive. Never was, never was an issue last year. I mean, reliability was well, for all teams was good. I think, yeah, I think unprecedented uh, was some of the words that were thrown around. Um, that they were some of the most reliable cars. But there was a lot of talk about that in testing that these were going to be super reliable or that people were way more way more surprised at how reliable they were. But now all the drivers are back walking that back a little bit and they say that reliability is going to be a huge maybe a huge factor, especially in these first couple well, of races. You know, Adrian Newey is always on the edge of Ducting and cooling, uh, and how that affects drag. And yep. it may have bit him in the in the booty this time. He just wasn't cooling the, the power unit enough for it to be reliable. Yeah, I have a lot more to say about that when we get to the yeah to the Red Bulls where they would have been. Anyways, Adrian, Adrian Newey being the aerodynamic guru for Formula One. Air or, wizard. Uh, He's an air wizard. Yeah, but you know, to be slip flick through the air, you don't have drag, and if you don't have ducting to cool your equipment, then it goes, as David Hobbs would say, blamo, kablamo. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Ocon, another, uh, uh, I think, a really solid performance from Omicron. Um. Omicron. Ocon. Ocon. Esteban Ocon. Qualified P11. Finished P7. Uh, good. Good. Hopefully, he, I mean, he had a he had a touch and go year last year. He had some really, really high moments. A race win. And uh, some really low moments. <laughs> um, so, I mean, he's still right in the middle of that big deer deal that uh, Alpine gave him. Um, yeah. so I don't think he's going anywhere and I don't, th I think he's looking pretty good. Um, well, but, yeah, well, look what, look what Alpine was doing toward the end of last year. Yeah. You know, they were coming on, you know, like I said, in one of the preseason testing episodes, you know, there's some people who think that they have something and it might take, maybe it takes a little bit to switch on or, you know, yeah, that's right. Um, Okay. My boy, Valtteri Bottas. Uh, I think Valtteri one of the dri drivers of the weekend, in my opinion. Uh, one of the what? One of the highlight drivers of the weekend, if you ask me. I well, mean, apart from... Apart from his start, is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So let's get into that. Because I was... I'm like, how do you go... How do you have that brilliant qualifying and qualify P6? Yeah. Right next to Hambone, and uh, I saw a meme. It was like, uh, uh, I'm a sucker for traditions. <laughs> I got to line up next. <laughs> Whoever that was, excellent work. Um, so, okay, so thank you, the race. The race also uh, got, if you're not listening to the race, what are you doing? Listen to the race, too. Um, but uh, they... Um, Oh, I forget the guy's name who was saying that they did have um, gearbox vibrations on the start. Um, and so I went back and watched the onboard, and there it's just a slog. Like, you can almost hear it um, vibrating. And then he just – it's just so slow. It's just such a like a, a – yeah. uh, like he's trying to get out of molasses or something. And then, right. and then it was really just positioning. Like, he was just trying to avoid the cars. He, you know, three, I mean, Russell was, one of, like, one of the first ones right by him, which that hurt. Um, but, and then it was just, he just had bad positioning throughout the track trying to not get caught up in in that midfield. Yeah. Um, did he, did, after the first lap, did he end up P14? It was, yeah, it was way down there. And one yeah. of the other big reasons for that too was he was directly behind Mick when Mick spun, and he had a car going. I mean, he and he couldn't do anything about it because right. 
there was cars all around him. And if you would have swerved to go around him, either way, count contact. Um, and so, so, I mean, and, and what we saw that we didn't see a lot of the times last year when he was in the Mercedes was a really brilliant recovery drive going. Yeah. I mean, he, he salvaged his whole race. He qualified six, finished six. Uh, it's yeah. a, I, it's a bummer. I wish I could have seen where he could have gotten to if he, if that wouldn't have happened, but, uh, I'm really optimistic for, um, Alpha Romero, um, for the season. I, I, I'm really optimistic. I'm you mean I, Alpha Romeo. Yeah. That's what I said. Did I not say that? Alpha Romero. Oh, maybe it just, maybe it just cut out. <laughs> no, but apart from the start, you know, basically starting from T14 and coming up to six, that's brilliant. Really great drive. I, I'm stoked. And I and I hope, I mean, it was so funny. I was thinking about this today. Is like I, I was like, man, why couldn't there have been a spot at McLaren or, or Alpine or, you know, like one of those more more midfield teams and he's got to be back in the back. I'm going to have to be rooting for this guy back in the back and just finding thing, good things to say about him. And I'm like, man, how wrong I was. You know, like, yeah. I'm so, gra- so grateful he's not in a McLaren, at least at the current state. Like, man, that's just crazy. But Well, and then, you know, Guan Yu, as a rookie, in, you know, in the points. Yeah, double points finish. In the same car, uh, yeah, you know, okay. I mean, whew, there's a little bit more going on with Alpha, Alpha Romeo, that is, than just the Ferrari power unit. Yeah. They seem like they got something, they and, got something going on. Yeah, and I mean, their aerodynamics was them. It wasn't a, it wasn't a Ferrari hand down. Like, they have their own well, design. Yeah. It's a... I mean, and that is that is Sauber, correct? Alfa Romeo Sauber. So Sauber right. does have a history of being of of being one of those teams. They have they have a past. Yeah. They've they've been in in championship contention before. Yes, they have. So I uh, I did. I was like, okay, here we go. I'm. I got. I got. I got big hopes. I got big hopes for my boy Bowie. So, well, moving on to. I, I, I understand that. It's just flat out exciting. Exciting. So moving on up, P5, we're getting into the thick of it now. The yeah. the, the feel good, awesome story of the of the weekend, if you ask me, was 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 Mister Kevin Magnuson coming back yeah. and going P5. Yeah, and that was after his quite excitable. <laughs> excitable first couple laps i mean i was like man you're gonna have to change your time you're gonna lock you locked up almost every turn man chill out (laughs) yeah so i mean he did have a a rough start he was sliding all over the place really just just being overzealous and then you saw him calm down and just work work methodically and just drive a great race um but it was just, it was just great to Enough see. Said. What was that? Enough said. I mean, it was just it's a great it's a great Formula One story. Now, how it plays out, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I hope they can keep it up. And it was just, but it was also so great to see Gunther Stein. Just I mean, he's such a likable guy, and the team, and then them celebrating, and um, it, you know, it just it was great to see. I just, I just really yeah. great to see. Most definitely, that was, that was a, like you said, it feel good, but they got a good thing going. Yeah, they really do. Um. Okay, George Russell. What do we say about George? I don't know what. Where did where did Mercedes get the cushion? Uh, I wasn't expecting them to do this well. Were you? I thought I don't think they were expecting to do this well. I mean, and no. they, 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 I mean, they are the third fastest car on the grid. I think we can say that safely, but they're still seven tenths a lap off the, off the pace. 
Um, yeah, we are. Yeah, we also have to remember that they inherited those positions. Well, for sure, and then, and then you have to we have to throw in the safety car too because before the safety car, um, for Gasly, oh, they yeah. were they were nearly half a minute off the pace. They had no pace. That's right. Their race pace, and I guess it's just this porpoising, um, that they just have to run the car at a level that just really really sacrifices their their downforce performance and they just cannot hang on the in those high speed braking zones and then the high speed corners yeah um and it showed um we saw it in qualifying and then you saw it in the race pace like uh they had no answer for red bull or ferrari nothing um that's right so and you know look what were what, what was uh, Magnuson and Botas? Were they gaining toward the end? Uh, Magnuson finished three seconds off of Hamilton, so I don't think so. Because you know that we're talking Ferrari power. Yeah. And those and, uh, would it if the race was long enough? Would it have been okay? I don't. I, I can't remember what the pace was of uh, Anderson and Botas toward the end, whether they were gaining on Mercedes or not. I don't think they were. I think they I, had pretty significant tire degradation, both of them. But, but I mean, Hamilton and um, I think this is a good opportunity to talk about some things that I'm I'm curious about. But if it wasn't, it, it maybe it was just me. Or, but did it seem like they had really none of the teams had any clue what they were doing when when it came to tires? Uh like yeah, I, it was I, really. It felt yeah. super frantic, and I, I mean, I'm for it. It made for a very exciting race. There was a ton of pit stops, but it yeah. also just kind of seemed like, well, let's try it. I don't know. It didn't seem like the very methodical. Very calculated strategy. I don't think that the teams have a super good understanding of the strategy right now. Um, no. And, well, just, I think they're dealing with things they weren't expecting to deal with, with this porpoising issue. Yeah. And uh, and with their side pods playing around. I mean, geez, the side pods are non-existent. There's really a lot of differences between cars. I mean, if, and if you would have, if if you would have said which, if like before the race, you're gonna say one team's gonna have a double DNF due to engine something, heat, let's say, and then a reliability yeah. issue, be like, well, no, it's Mercedes, <laughs> the side yeah. pods, um, but no, I, I think I think Mercedes looked, I think if they can get a handle on this porpoising issue, I think they'll be right back at the top. I don't think I think that's where all of their but then I'm still questioning that too in my own head because of all of the the all the back runners are Mercedes as well. And they're not struggling as much with porpoising. At least McLaren didn't right. wasn't doing that. It was all So yeah. I I think if not by Jeddah, by the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix next week. I think we might see a really different spec Mercedes car coming in. I think, well, and then that, and then that kind of plays into, you know, Lewis Hamilton coming back with a vengeance after last year. He's going to talk on the race course. Boy, I'm all for that. I but, hope um, so. I really hope so. I, I want I want, too. but it was also refreshing to uh, almost refreshing to not have a podium with Hamilton on it, or Botas, <laughs> a Mercedes on it at all. But it, yeah, it wasn't to be. But uh, right. I I do think that the, I mean I do think that they had some issues with tires. Um, the hards really didn't seem to work at all. Um, but it was some very interesting – Lewis was very quick to say, that was a super early stop. I don't like this, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I know that Jeddah is an extremely abrasive surface. They they use this very specific type of, of granite or, or rock or something that is especially yeah. – it doesn't 
sand doesn't stick to it as well. It doesn't settle into right. it as well um, right. because it's a desert track. And, but it, because of that, it's, it, it is a very abrasive um, a, surface, abrasive yeah. race surface. But it, it just also didn't seem – and they, there was talk of this beginning in the year that they didn't – they don't think that tire management, fuel management is going to be as much of an issue. Um, and I definitely got the sense of that and that could, maybe that's just because this is an early race and they're still gathering data on these tires and, um, but it really didn't seem like there was the, that very calculated strategy. Here's what this is going to be. It's going to be a one stop. It's going to be, there were cars that stopped three times. Yeah. And, and let's talk about the stops. Cause did you notice how slow a lot of the stops were? Well, some were really quick. I the but fastest were, stop that I saw was two point five seconds. It was a Ferrari stop. Right. right. So and that that last year and the year before, especially before they introduced the the jack the that the the jack guys have to signal mechanically, not automatically. Yeah. That right. was that was a, a average stop was two point five right. seconds. And that was the fastest stop we saw. Um well I was do you think that those those skirts on on the wheels, particularly the front wheels, may be a factor that it's harder to move the tire with those? Well, they're heavier. I know that they're well, like they're heavier for one. Twenty and twenty-two kilos is what I heard them say. Really? Yeah. Also, that's a lot more. So can I mean? So that's what almost fifty pounds. Uh, like 44, yeah, 45 pounds, almost 50 pounds. Wouldn't you say 45 is almost 50 pounds? Yeah, if you round up, <laughs> mom math 2.2 pounds equals a kilo, so it's, it would be 44. So, therefore, it's closer to 40. Than oh, 50. brother, anyway. <laughs> my point being, it does that seems a bit faster when you think about how how, how fit you got to be to slam that wheel on there real fast, but. It's still. What did they weigh last year? Eight kilos or something like that. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. They were much lighter. But now, I want to get back to that skirt that's on the inside of the suspension that that sort of flares over the. Oh. Uh, oh yeah, the little you know, arrow piece. Yeah. Do. Yeah. So it's probably harder because they grab the tire from the top when they move it out mm. and move it in. So maybe that has something to do. with I think the the weight probably is the main factor, and given that, they're not that much slower. Well, really, yeah. I mean, some I saw some four four seconders. I haven't seen. Yeah, something. I there's something. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Whether there was wheel nut issues or what, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we well we we got to talk about we got to talk about the Red Bulls now. Um, oh, baby. Because they gave us some excitement. They really did. I mean, Max yeah. Max was driving. He was going for it. And he gave us some really great radio. Um, oh, man. I, you know what I really think? And I, I think I, I was listening to uh, Beyond, the, um, Beyond the Glass podcast, their F1 coverage, him and uh, Sam from Seen Through Grass. And um, they do their little F1 series, too. I was listening to that today. And yeah. they they highlighted um, that Max, this is two Bahrain races. I mean, sans their reliability issue, but this is two Bahrain races where Max could have won both of them, but due to mm. just his own errors, didn't. I mean, if we weren't yep. accounting for the DNF, like his power unit failure, but whatever. But you, you at the at the start of the podcast, you talked about the your mind. One of your minds highlight was the seventeen, eighteen, nineteen battles, um, for um uh, with Leclerc for the for the win. Yeah, yeah Verstappen yeah. and Leclerc. Yeah, one and two was going back and forth, and it was really brilliant driving. But I also think, from my perspective, I watch from when I was watching it live. 
on race day and then preparing for the podcast i went back and i watched the onboards i watched leclerc's onboards and i watched max for all for the all those sequences and i think it started when max came out after his second pit stop and was instructed just like everybody was being instructed okay we have to talk about wow okay we're getting into it here um first of all tire temps coming out of blankets are lower this year than last year so they were 100 degrees in the front and 80 degrees in the back centigrade last year and now it's 70 all around yeah so tire temp is significantly different and it was and it was extremely noticeable the pace coming out out of the blankets because you have to think they come out of the blankets and then you have the pit limit speed coming down the straight they're cold and we saw that with hamilton especially when he was on that hard i mean he was fishtailing all over the place yeah um but he comes out on an on a slow lap and makes up nearly four seconds to leclerc on his undercut so nobody was respecting the undercut at bahrain which we should historically know is powerful. And uh, one of the questions that somebody asked for the race was how did he, how did he make up three seconds if he was driving slow and why was he so bummed then? And I guess that's how bad the tire degradation was is that those tires, even at that temperature are three seconds a lot faster. So, wow. Which The, the, the fresh, fresh, I think he was on mediums at the time. Fresh mediums at, and what was it, 15 or 17 lap old softs is a three-second pace advantage. Okay, I got you now. So that was exciting. Well, that makes sense. But he comes back, yeah. and, and he, he comes out really close to Leclerc, in great position to fight Leclerc still, and he goes, that's it, I'm never listening to you guys ever again. Uh, I'm never taking it easy. I could be in the lead right now, and he just he just throws a temper tantrum. Yeah, and I and I think now what? Go ahead. I think it's I think it's important to explain that concept of a, uh, not such a heavy racing, not such a pushing lap on fresh tires. Okay. That cold, a cooler, fresh tires, even when they're running blanket hotter last year would if you push them too hard before they warmed up you destroy them so what what the best would, example i heard is that you you by pushing you put heat in the tires but if you put too much heat in too quickly yep it like bakes the tire literally like turns it hard right and yeah, you can get it. to that same temperature but it's the rate at which you bring it into that temperature like especially yeah. last year you'd hear okay, these tires, it's slow, it's bad, I know, but they're going to come on. You just have to give it time. And I think it's even more important now because the tread depth is so much less on these tires. They're such lower-profile tires because we went from the 14- or 16-inch to now the 18-inch rims. So, yeah. uh, And that was an, a, one of the big reasons for that was to get less of the wobble, the, the tread wobble on the tires. Um, but you have to, you have to watch your tires and yeah. so, but okay. So what I was, what I was getting to is I think that when he came out like that and we saw this a couple of times last year too, is that the second things don't go Max's way or his expectations are dropped a little bit or something, he has a really hard time hanging onto his head. Yeah. And his already naturally aggressive driving style, it is compounded by his anger and his yeah. inability to stay cool. I think he has yeah. no problem staying cool under pressure. I think he's a re- we saw that from from some of his earliest drives, and and we think that, but that's driving pressure, and that's when he can control the situation and he's in the lead usually. But when he's behind, and when things aren't going the way he 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 thinks they should be going, he really has a hard time calming back down. And when I was, when I was watching specifically the onboards from Max, he ignores multiple orders from his engineer. Um, 
to 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 start lifting on brakes, and then it, it gets to the point where they're like, "You really got to start lifting on brakes," and that was after his lockup on that third attempt, where I yeah. so I, I saw it coming a mile away. I was like, "Leclerc's just gonna yeah. let him lock up. He's gonna go so deep on this, and he's just gonna drive right around him." And that's for sure what he did. And I saw it then, and I saw it on when I was watching the onboards just now, that I think Leclerc played him like a fiddle yeah and he i had, think that's a great point he had a response for everything he had thought it through and he and i listened to their radio there was barely anything he was so calm he was asking questions can i go to this strat now can i do this now and man when yeah. they there's power in that Merce, in that ferrari you can just watch the the pull out of a slow corner on the ferrari versus the red bull is is noticeable he just oh, yeah. just walks him, just out the corners. But the high speed corners, the Red Bull looks way more stable, way more planted. There was especially when um, Verstappen was following Leclerc, he was lifting. He was having to lift in some of those faster um, high speed S's and chicanes and stuff. He was lifting. He could. He he was there. I mean, but Red Bull's always been really good chassis wise and and aerodynamic wise, like you were saying with Adrian Newey. Yeah. But, yeah. um, he, the the it was, but uh, Leclerc even said, you know, I was I was letting him pass me, in certain part. I was being sure to to know when I was going to be behind him, so I'd have DRS. Like, it was methodical. It was calm. I said on lap four. I was like, Leclerc's got this. He there's yeah. barring anything happening, and and really Leclerc drove that race from start to finish in first place, and he just had a handle on it from the start to the finish. Well, you said it, <laughs> and i I think I think the predictability of Max's volatility in certain situations really lost him the race really well, and, well and it lost him I mean, the race broke, it but... lost him the Bahrain Grand Prix last year too yeah oh the done. other point i wanted to say is that he kept trying to do the same thing and yeah. on on leclerc and it you and it was so uh sam and and um paul on the behind the glass podcast they called it too they're like we're not i mean we're not racing drivers but you know that, like, you can pass at other corners, right? And and even and even and even uh, Max's engineer said on the radio. I just rewatched this. Overtake is available at turn four as well, Max. And he's like, I can't get close enough. And you could hear it in his voice. He was just. I think he was genuinely seeing red. And and he was just mashing it. He's like, I gotta pass him. I gotta pass him now. I gotta pass him now. You should have let me pass him on that outlap. I gotta so I gotta pass him now. And yeah. he cooked his brakes. And it got to the point where they the his engineer was like, You gotta lift. You you increase lift off now. Now. And then yeah. the other thing I wanted to say about the Red Bulls is I don't think it was just the power unit though. Max was they were they were watching their brakes. So they were having brake issues as well. And Max was complaining about steering as well. Yeah, that's right. So I think they may have a very quick car, but a very like sensitive car. And fragile. And fragile? Fragile is a good oh. word. And and I mean if you remember back to the even their even their Vettel Ricardo uh, and Ricardo Weber days. Or Vettel, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying. They're they're really dominant Red Bull era. I yep. do remember being very quick, but also having Ricardo having a ton of DNFs to the point where that's I think what let like got him to leave Red Bull was he's like I I can't not finish races like while yeah. my teammates winning. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I think that's a really interesting um. A really interesting thing there too is that I think reliability for rebels is going to be a huge issue. Uh, yeah, that's a real monkey wrench in the in the race season. 
Man. We'll just have to see how things transition. And we got to talk about Perez. I think Perez ran a solid, solid race, kept his cool, managed his, his tires, um, put in some really good laps. He, he at one point, he held the fastest lap for, I think, 10, 10 or so laps um, yeah. before well, tires changed. I can't remember. What was his position when he broke? Third. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So. No, second. Yeah, he, no, yeah. Well, no, he would have been. No, he would have been second because Max was right. second. And then he was third, and Leclerc was off the podium. Or, I mean, Science was off the podium. Um, him. But Science uh, was him. catching him. Science was catching him. I yeah. think I, I think Science was gonna was gonna end up on the on the podium in P three. Um and then really, I mean, last lap. What if I saw my friend Brandon sent me uh, a great meme of the Pawn Stars guys. Whereas like Ricardo or or Checo Perez, can I get a can I get a reliable car for fifty seven laps? And they're like, oh, I'll give you fifty six. <laughs> <laughs> so another great meme. Whoever created that meme, great job. Uh, and thank you for presenting it to me. Uh, but yeah, I was I was gutted for Checo. Checo's the only one I want to do well. I want I'm so, other than that, I'm so happy that they DNF'd. I'm so happy they have no points right now, and that. Mercedes is doing better than them. That Haas is doing better than yeah. them. Alfa Romero is doing better than them. Uh, Alpine's doing better than them. Their sister team, Alfa is doing better than them. I'm just so <laughs> happy. I mean, Christian must be so sad and so upset. And I'm just, I'm just eating his tears and growing stronger. Um. <laughs> so, so you you have a you have a coffee cup that says that. Christian's tears. Oh my God. Somebody make me a, I'm getting, I need a coffee cup that says I only, that, oh yeah, Christian Horner's tears. <laughs> uh, man, okay. Yeah, you man. are hot about that team, baby. I just don't like them. I don't like them. Never liked so Red Bulls. I, I don't like Red Bull team. I just, and, and after that drive to survive and all those Horner clips, man, I'm just like, get away. All right, on to on to Ferrari. Ferrari. Okay, okay, simmer down now. Uh, You're scaring me. I'm a little scared. Scared? I scared. Um, I think. I mean, we we thought Ferrari was going to be quick. Uh, then Ferrari was quick in qualifying. We're like, okay, but yeah, Red Bull's going to come come back on pace in the race. Uh, you know. It's Ferrari. What are they going to do? And they were quick, and they were solid, and they were awesome. Just awesome. Um, yeah. Well, they look hot. They look hot. They it looks strong. It looks like a, a championship competing car. It really does. Yeah. About time. About, for real though. It's it. I've never yeah. been the hugest Ferrari fan because you know, like we. I think we touched on this earlier that they've always they kind of have the sinister kind of villain. Uh, yeah, almost like New York Yankees kind of vibe, you know. Like, but uh-huh. but you all, but because of that too, you always ex- you expect them to be there, and it's kind of not the same when they're not, and they haven't been there for a really long time. And yeah. to start the season so off, this has been awesome. Yeah, with a one-two finish is really fastest good. Lap, got the fastest lap. The Clark got the fastest lap. Yeah, so, I mean they're just eating it. I think I think the one we do have to talk about because I was questioning it because I'm I'm fully if I'm on the Horner hate train I'm on the science hype train and I think science is yeah. really really awesome and I think he's constantly you know a lot of people had questions about him going to Ferrari and he shut them all up yet last year when he did better than Leclerc and I really I I want to see him do really well. And I want him to get his first race win, and I want it to have. I want him to get a couple wins. Um, definitely. But we definitely have to talk about the noticeable difference between race pace from him and Leclerc. I mean, by lap four, it was already like he, both Max and him were seconds ahead of him. Yeah. And 
without safety cars and, and DNS, I, I, I think he was catching Perez at the end there, but he was struggling. He was definitely struggling for pace and he freely admitted it too. But the thing that I really like about him is you said, I have a lot of homework to do to understand why. Yeah. And that's a, that's something that that's what's going to separate him. I think is that, you know, that he's just going to pour over the data pour over understanding what went wrong and he's going to fix it. Yeah. That, yeah, that's just going to be exciting. And I really, I really want to see it. And I, I mean, it's, it's going to be really interesting because I know him and Leclerc are good friends. Like they're mates. They're quite friendly. Yeah. And that's really easy when you're both, you know, we're, we're slugging it out against Mercedes for, for, you know, who's going to come in third in the championship and we're we're fighting for the, the best of the rest but when it changes to we're fighting for a world championship uh that's a that that challenges some friendships that that uh yeah that, that level of competitiveness can so that's going to be really interesting and how much how important that might be to those kind of people to then yeah it's going to it's going to be a very interesting dynamic to watch and and we have to remember that it is even more so important at a team like Ferrari to not get labeled and put into that second driver spot. We've seen it year after year after year after pairing after pairing after pairing that as soon as that dynamic is set up, they'll be like, get out of the way, man. Get out of the way. Yeah. Team team orders. You're you're the number right. two driver. We're here for Leclerc. Or and I I just don't want to see that happen. I want to see them battling tightly yeah. and 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 wrestling for who's the who's the number one driver at that team. Yeah, but yeah, that could be that could be a really really interesting story developing uh, to uh, see how their relationship pans out. Who's gonna is. Uh, uh, Carlos's uh, attention to detail and understanding the data and the mechanics, is that going to win out um, for him to be considered more numero uno or, or what? I mean, because who's leading, who's winning is, is the numero uno. Yeah, but, but I think that's the thing is, is a championship is not won over a quick lap. Where I think Leclerc is probably on level with Hamilton and, and, you know, the greats over a single lap, I think he's just dominant. He has, he has the raw talent. I was listening to the races commentary about this too, especially about the qualifying lap and that it seems like Leclerc is doing more in the car to get that extra little bit, to really be quick out of that car. And, and, but, but as we saw last year, it doesn't matter if you end up in the wall. You know, like at Monaco, sure you were quick, but you you put it in the wall and it cost you the race the next day. And yep. and Leclerc just, or Science just consistently put in points, 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 points. And by the end of the season, it was only a point or a half a point, I forget. But he was ahead, and that's all it takes to win, though. You know? Yeah. And I think that's why it's really important. And Hamilton was so stoked. You listen to Hamilton's radio when he when they said P three. You know, he was he was stoked because he knows he knows how monumental that just keep staying. You know, in a slower car, scoring points, scoring points, scoring points. Yeah, because all it takes is them to to DNF the people in front of you to DNF a couple more times. But that's right. we do have to say. What an awesome drive from Charles! Absolutely dominant. Got the got the yeah. full hat trick. Pole position. Red led almost every lap, um, and got the fastest lap. So he's got twenty six points and is just on cloud nine. I would imagine right now. Definitely. But we just have to wait and see what Saudi Arabia brings. Um, I am just really excited about this coming week. I tell you. I mean, just it's. I. I mean, because how exciting was Jeddah last year? How wild and crazy was that? I. I want. Is it gonna be the same circuit? Um, I don't know. 
that same circuit layout was wild and quite dangerous. But I'd have to look at it and see. One can only was, hope for as an exciting race as last year. <laughs> I don't know if we'll get well, it. Yeah. That was quite a wild race last year. Yeah. Um, we'll the A couple other things I wanted to touch on that I didn't find a way or a time to say it during the the brunt of that, but was, did you also notice that in Q, uh, that Q2 tire rule is no longer a thing? It did not. Yeah. You do not have to start on your Q2 tire. And I think you have a free selection now. Oh, I'll have to look into that. Yeah. We got to really, uh, we'll, we'll update you more on that, uh, next week. Um, okay. Yeah. uh, the the other thing I uh, wanted to say before we, we close out here is there's a really awesome fantasy F1 app called Grid Rivals. And I created uh, a league, and, a, and an, it's under N American's Guide to Formula One. I'm going to try and put the uh, figure out a way either on Instagram or both Instagram and the notes uh in the podcast notes uh, for this, um, a link to that if you want to join the league. I know we're a race in, but we're we all are starting a race in. So go ahead and join, and 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 there's a way to chat in there. And I think it'd be really fun. Um, I I set my team up. They give you a budget, and you can like lock drivers in for races, and it seems like a real fun thing. So if that sounds like something you want to do, uh, I'll, I'll try and put the link in uh, either Instagram or the Apple podcast description or, or both. Um, and we'd love to have you in the, in the league. Right. Pops. That's a cinch. That's a cinch. Did you, did, did you, did you, did you uh, name your team yet? Uh, I think I don't, I don't, I think my, I don't, no, I don't think I named it for that one because I have another team because I also joined the Races League. Um, if you guys want to do that too, the the link for that is in their podcast description from today's episode. I'm doing both because uh, I'm crazy and I like this stuff. So, ooh. Uh, <laughs> so I think it didn't give me an option to do it for for the Americans Guide League. I think it's just one. I'm, well, I'm, an, I'm American's Guide to F1, um, abbreviated. F1 is abbreviated instead of Formula One, like the podcast title. Well, I got to name my team. What did you name your team? Where's Maserati? Where's Maserati? Of course you would. Uh, <laughs> they went out on top, man. One championship and we're out. Yep. I actually they're heard that to... they're they're trying to uh, jumpstart their motorsport do more with motorsport so fingers crossed maybe yeah yeah, they could get in on a branding thing too but i don't i don't i know they're so closely tied with ferrari um but i mean alfa romero's in there too so who knows i think maybe if vw enters and they it really there could be a possibility but who knows okay before we end uh like we always do uh driver standings so leclerc's in first 26 points science 18 points hamilton 15 russell 12 magnuson 10 botas 8 ocon 6 sonoda 4 alonzo 2 and joe 1 and then ferrari with 44 points mercedes 27 haas 10 haas americans haas is in third place in the constructors championship uh, alfa romero with nine points alpine eight alfatari four and then zero 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 for the rest of them so lots more to come uh in the world of f1 uh and we'll we'll be here to update you right pops right oh kid all right thanks for listening uh we really appreciate it um and we'll see you on the next one yeah thanks for showing up everybody really fun later